0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Inside Out Podcast. It's me, Yamoria Wright. It is so good to be back with all of you. I have been working hard behind the scenes, focusing on my digital series, Love My Roomie, which is now on Amazon Prime. I'll put the link in the bio and the information below. But this interview was originally filmed and vocally recorded. In October, and I was a guest slash co-host on "Too Legit Too QT" with Koya and Tish. Koya and Tish are amazing and beautiful women. I'm so grateful to the both of you for inviting me on your podcast. This it was an exciting and thorough and enriching interview. Uh, so, without further ado, here is the recording from that. Enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Inside Out Podcast. I'm your host, Yamoria Wright. The intention of this podcast is for you to enrich your life with behind-the-scenes interviews from entrepreneurs and thought leaders who are ready to keep it real about their journey thus far and what making an impact looks like to them from the inside out. Enjoy.
1: Hey! Woo! Hi. Hi! Hi, Hello! Welcome, everybody, to Too Legit to QT with me, Koya, and Tish. Where you can hit it, Tish.
2: We're just not going to do it. We're just not going to okay. do
1: it. Okay. Because she's my best friend, and I can do that. Where you can get it done with Tish, and be on your come up with Koya. Okay? Because that's yeah. what I'm do today we are kicking it with the amazingly talented and beautiful actress, writer, mm-hmm. producer and multi-hyphenate artist Yamoria Wright. Welcome to the show, Yamoria. Hi. Thank you. Okay. And it is a joint podcast today because we are also streaming with Yamoria's podcast Inside Out Podcast. So, woo-hoo.
3: yes. Yes. Yay.
1: <laughs> so Umoria, um for those
3: yeah,
1: oh wait i think there's a delay um so Umaria, for those who are listening can you tell us a little bit about your podcast just so everybody mm-hmm. knows like we know here it's all about teach giving artists and entrepreneurs the tools that they need to succeed and level up what is inside out podcast all about Yes. So Inside Out
3: podcast uh, features entrepreneurs and artists and it's about their journey from within. So what their life is like behind the camp, you know, outside of being on camera or on set, who they really are inside and out and their journey to uh, pursuing a full and whole life.
1: Mm, okay, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So, all of us are all, all on the same page with like yes. helping people become the best version of themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. So, cool.
2: self care for artists. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Self care for artists. Um, so, this so you, is, oh, go ahead, Bestie. No, this is particularly exciting for me because I've been many, many years and i am just, just been watching her just do her darn thing out here in these Street. So yeah, I have an emotional attachment to uh, your success. So I'm just going to say that. Thank you. I,
3: I I was just thinking about you yesterday when I posted about LMR. I was like, oh, it's like, there's that backstory there. We can get there, but yeah.
2: Well, you, more, yeah, yeah. you were
1: kind of the inspiration, too, for our podcast, uh, for us starting our podcast. We, we, Tish, we wanted to start a podcast, but we couldn't just kind of like press the start button. And after we all did our little three-day, well, not little, but our three-day event mm. um, on racial injustice and institutionalized racism, um, Tish told me that uh, when we did the episode together that you told her we should continue. And so we were like, yeah, we're going to continue. So we really have you to thank for it. Too. Oh, look
3: at this. This is a yes. real sisterhood.
1: Yes, girl. <laughs> and that's the thing. Everybody in the industry knows each other. Do you notice that? Like, mm-hmm. all, all the Black people, they are like, I know her. I did so So-and-so knows so-and-so. And I it's did so-and-so. And it's like, you know, Black folks are like this. <laughs> Um, So, um, you Moria, you're you're an incredibly talented writer, actress, producer, and all of those things. Um, What inspired your first creative endeavor to create your own opportunity? Because um, this season, it's all about being opportunity ready. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just want to know a little bit about, like, what inspired you with your first venture, uh, creative venture? What inspired that?
3: Okay, can we go back to when I was a YouTuber? We can go back as far okay. as you might because we want to yeah. know,
1: we want to Yeah. Know.
3: Okay, um, so when I was a little, actually where is it? Oh, oh man, okay, well, my I wrote a book in fourth, fifth and sixth grade, we had an assignment. And my book was, uh, in, the, in the back of the book, like I did an about the author because I loved writing. And really it was all, that was always inside of me. But when I really began to tap into that, I would say would be in undergrad. I was a poli sci major, but all I did was continue to take theater courses and business courses. <laughs> um, so I was I was so far off track of uh, in terms of going to law school. And then I started a YouTube channel because I got cast as Benita in *A Raisin in the Sun* um, at Pear Avenue Theater
1: in Mountain View. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. So we're
3: both we're both from the Bay. Yes. Good yes, yes, yes. We're both from the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. So I got with Benita and I was wearing bomb weaves. Okay. I still love those weaves. Blended out a wave, new growth, but then it blended with the curly texture. And <laughs> the director, the director didn't know though, because you know we know Benita cuts her hair. The director was like, "Are you okay putting a wig on?" And I was in front of the cast, I was like, oh, well this is actually a weave. And he was like, huh? And I was like, well it's not my hair. And he was like, oh, well just take that off. And I was like, no, 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 no. And from getting cast in that role and taking my weave out, I had to explore my own hair and I started a YouTube channel. So it was actually theater
1: that led me to picking up a camera. Mm, mm, okay, okay. And, that, and so you started YouTubing, you started learning how to shoot and edit. Absolutely. Uh, I, yes. I, well, I was I had already learned how to to
3: edit in undergrad because I um, directed our MLK night uh, production. That was every um, MLK day every year. So I learned how to edit on an iMovie from that. But it was the YouTube channel that I became—I was obsessed about learning my hair. Mm-hmm. So I I could I created and began to build a community that was a combination of artists and natural naturalistas and naturalistos.
1: Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And so you were yeah. you were a poli-sci major. What made you make the transition into going to grad school for, um, did you study acting and um, writing? Was it a dual major that you did? So,
3: yeah, so actually in undergrad, I ended up getting offered a scholarship mid-sophomore year, mm-hmm. a theater scholarship. So I switched my major to theater. Oh. And so I gra- yeah, I still got my bachelor's in theater, So, and then I worked other jobs, um, four years outside of grad school. Going to grad school, I always wanted to go and I was watching um, The Mountaintop and they're playing uh, Changes Don't Come and I was just sitting there, emotional, looking through, you know, the playbill. And I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go grad school. And that is literally how I ended up in New York. It was three months before the audition for grad school.
1: Wow. what was your audition fee? So we all went to the same grad school, just so all of Yes, yes. Look, at the of the browns, as Tabitha Brown says, if you late to the party, <laughs>
3: <laughs> my piece was um, ruined.
1: I did ruin for my
3: thesis. Which, did you play <laughs> Nia or did you play the other one? The other one, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's so Yeah,
3: it was ruined. It was ruined. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: ruined, I did ruin my first year, my first year there with um, Jacqueline. Yeah, uh-huh. ruined. Yeah. How cool Selena. is it,
3: though, that y'all were already there? And yeah. I was just like, it, like, just when you look at the way it synced, like the alignment, mm,
2: y'all were yeah. already at that
3: school. I was here in the Bay working at Google and Mountain View, and I was just like, I need a change in my life. Like, I was acting, I was doing regional theater, but I was like, I gotta, I got to do something. And what does and look? That's just so interesting.
1: Wow. you know, I think I think you're right about that. That we're all like interconnected, even though we don't think we are. It's our. It's like predestined. It's like okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna meet her and she's or him, and then you're gonna work together or this person. And not just in like our careers, but even in like yeah. our personal lives. It's just it's it's
2: crazy. Like, but yeah, it is. Is it is. It is. It's crazy how everything just comes full circle. And that that's, exactly. that's kind of like the trend in the industry that That's kind of like the trend. And one last thing, not one last thing, but let's give a shout out to our sponsors, B.P. Code oh, yes. Up, Code Up, Code <laughs> Up, our sponsors, Wizards and Blue Lizard Bar and Grill, guys. We're going to give them a shout out because they are following the show. <laughs> they are. Yes. The show. They yes. are hosting and they are really really like supporting us out there so we Mm -hmm. just want to I just want to give them a yes and we did we did an episode with Kenny
1: also so if you um haven't gotten a chance to check that out the owner of Blue Lizard Bar and Grill he is the original OG he was dropping gems the original OG if you ever like I don't care where who who you are or where you have come from, you can get some knowledge from that man. So mm-hmm. I know they're probably they're streaming this at the bar. Kenny, we love you. Um he's just giving mm-hmm. games. So watch that episode, check it out. He's awesome. And these are Yeah, arts, yes, it's awesome. Um, so you might oh go ahead.
2: That's- No, I was going to say, yeah, back to what you were saying, like how we were all interconnected. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. really interesting because, you know, like now looking back at it, I'm just like, wow, like how we met, how we are, like, you know, just started working together and having conversations. I really do think that it just takes a little while for you to just find your group of people out here. Mm But it's really interesting because think about this. Hold on, I'm going to put this out there. It's a whole bunch. It's a whole bunch of us that went to this school, okay? Yeah. But only certain of uh certain people, were really connected. Let's just let's just see. That's let's just say that. Let's just say that, you know. And it goes back to what we talk about on the series, which is having like core values and having it aligned. And then you connect with the people where your core values align with. So. Yes, that's all it is. You're preaching,
1: right. okay? Amen. You see how to say amen. You- <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, because you know, we gotta be we gotta be real about why we're all interconnected, even mm-hmm. though it's meant to be, but still we share, you know, commonality. That's all. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right
1: and finding your tribe is so important just so you can keep going. I mean, the entertainment industry definitely is, I feel one of the hardest industries to work in. Um, it takes like any entrepreneur knows about the entrepreneur roller coaster, but mm-hmm. in entertainment, whether you're an actress, whether you're a producer, writer, it is a contract job. You are an entrepreneur. And it's like that entrepreneur roller coaster times a thousand. It is, <laughs> and it you is. Need your team, you need your team, and you need people who are just genuine, genuine, genuine good people. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm learning that more and more that. You know, even people who are successful, they're just not always for you. Or yep. if they're good people, they're they're not good for you. You know, mm-hmm. so like they're not. They don't help you become the best version of yourself. You're not the best version of yourself when you're around them. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so important. It's so. Important. It is, and I I learned too. Like on the this is so this is amazing.
3: But like on the inside version of this, the inside out version of that too is you want people who, when you talk about people who are, bring out the best in you, you want people who you can be your, your full self with. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's anything I learned this year, it's just like, it is not worth it. Just to, like in my in my pr- personal life, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm on set, it's one thing, but like, I want artists around me who I can just explore life and talk about things. And we're just ex- like, you feel expansive when you're around these people. Yeah, You know, that that's the real alignment. I should be expanding when I'm with you. Mm. You know, not always agreeing about certain topics, but we're expanding. Yes. You know?
1: You better use that whole word.
2: We need a t shirt. <laughs> <Man>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's get real about it. Let's get real about <laughs> it. But, you know, what I wanted to say as well is is that, you know, I'm have i I've, like working in the industry as long as I have been for like nearly some years now, it's like you meet people and you just don't click, you know? Like you just mm-hmm. don't click, you know? And what I've found is that like, you know, the people that you click with, they're your lifelong collaborators, they're your lifelong mm-hmm. friends, they're the people who wish you well. Cause there's a lot of people out there who just don't wish you well. And that's just the truth. And I think, um, one of the things that I've enjoyed about having this friendship with you both is a lifelong collaboration mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. able to, to work on, And it's mm-hmm. like that bestie, you know what I'm talking about. I know. You know i smiling
1: <laughs> I'm I'm just smiling because today I was just thinking to myself, I was actually thinking about, this is just, this is getting super deep, y'all. You're not about to make me, this is me good. This You're is not good. about to make me cry up here on Inside Out to with the Kiki podcast because I just can't. <laughs> today, I just, I sent Tish a Marco Polo and I woke up and like we had a conversation last night and you know, your your friends, particularly in, in this industry, but like you said, Yamoria, personally, I just woke up with so much gratitude for Tim. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where I was like sitting there, my little Marco Polo. Did you get it, Basky? She, yeah, do she didn't even look at I it. Yeah,
2: don't do that. Don't do that,
1: She didn't even look at it. But anyway, I did. I
2: sent you a Marco Polo back. Oh, okay.
1: I didn't, you I didn't,
2: didn't look, look at my Marco Polo. Okay, my you Marco bad.
1: Polo I'm sorry, Bessie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but I just, I was, I was so overwhelmed with just like gratitude for mm. Tish and you know, particularly in this pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. With people passing away and just different trials and tribulations, it really has made me learn how to value mm-hmm. uh, the people in my life and um, and just come from a place of gratitude. And I was just so thankful for Tish today. I was like, you know, Tish is really like my my I would say you're like my advisor, like and not just in like career things like life. Days week. I'll talk about what we, what we was talking about, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, not going to get in. We'll, we'll talk about that after the show, you more am. Um, okay. But just like, I was, I was so overwhelmed with just gratitude because Tish is just that like, and you know, you Moria, she's just an overall amazing person. Mm-hmm. She's that person that will fight with you and fight for you and keep it one hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, um, you can be real with her, but you also constantly expanding. And I even thought about that um with you, you Moria, which is why I like text you, like, you know, just so inspired by your work because. Um, I've kind of known you through the grapevine and I've mm-hmm. been about you for years, but of course me doing my hosting due diligence, mm-hmm. I, like, did my research on you. And I was just kind of like this girl and, and well, woman is doing it. Like I just was like, wow, like you are just and I don't curse anymore, but I said she's just a bad A. Like, <laughs> you know, like a bad B. And you know, in the mo- in the best way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. type of. Thing. But mm-hmm. um, but I just I was just like so enamored with just like everything that you're doing, and we'll get into that. Um, everything that you have done, everything that you're doing, but I also like watching on social media. I've spoken with you on, on camera and off live camera and just mm-hmm like that person also seems to match the other person, those people, the person that you are in your work seems to, it seems to match the person that you are um, on social media and just in all aspects of your life. And I was just like, I'm so excited for this episode. Um, And, you know, it's so interesting that you can be, you can be interviewing a celebrity and that's all great. But it's like, which we all are celebrities within our own rights yes. here. But yes, <laughs> um, I'm just like, literally this, I was so juiced for this episode just because I think going back to the sisterhood, I was just like, you know, the like these two women, I'm just so grateful that you guys are like, honestly in my life. And I've just really been trying to come from a place of gratitude in the pandemic. But um, that brings me to um, my next point um, with you, Yumoria. You're just doing Such amazing things. Um, There's a lot of artists and entrepreneurs out there um, who are looking at this podcast. And um, I know that they want to create and distribute their own content. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a web series, which is going to be released on Amazon Prime Video. I love my (laughs) roomie. Let's just give give a hand clap for that. Um, and it really just highlights um, black women in a beautiful, wonderful way. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about about that and like what the inspiration was for starting that, and just how you how you came to even get to love my roomie? Because that's a journey within itself.
3: It, let me tell you, Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a very amazing full circle moment because. Um, in grad school, so, oh, you had asked earlier, um, I, was an, I was an MFA, or I was MFA and acting candidate, but after our first semester, because, um, you know, the school has playwrights, directors, and, and uh, actors, they only had one playwright, so they actually emailed actors and asked us to apply for the playwriting program for the first time ever you would by by on paper double major <laughs> you know you get the double degree um but by degree i got one and it's an acting but i did study playwriting and screenwriting the whole time um, minus one semester um but it is in playwriting my last year that we were sent individual prompts by um by the playwriting teacher ed baker and mine was about two roommates who were about to get an eviction notice and i found out later that he Based the prompt because he's been with us for three years, right? So he knew stuff we were going through, we'd gone through, and that was something that I went through um, in New York. And so, anyways, I wrote a 10 minute play called Expulsion. And Tish, here we go. Fall, fall, go. Um, <laughs> it was August 2016. I was on a train and I was overwhelmed because I didn't have an acting reel. And I don't know exactly why we were texting, I might have just texted her asking, you, you know, for advice. And she was just like, well, you've written a lot of—I st- mean, you've been writing for three years at least. You know, just film something you wrote. And I was like, hey. So I adapted Expulsion into a short film. We filmed September 2016. We didn't wrap filming. I needed to crowdfund. And up from that, Love My Roomie was born because it was originally just supposed to be a part of a crowdfunding campaign, like just a little snippet backstory um, for a film. And we filmed wraps December 2nd, 2016, I fell in love with the process. It was like, wait a minute, let me do this for real. And so from that moment till now is when the actual Love My Roomy episodic show has been underway. Mm -hmm. Film festivals, reshoots, writing 50 million actors.
2: I'm like, girl, did you need to pull all your imaginary friends off your head? Did you win like an award for directing? Love I Love did, Me? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In 2018 New York International Film Festival,
3: I won the best director in the in the web category. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then I just I was like, yeah, I won best director. It's not time to, to release it though. We got to keep filming. That's not
1: everything. Let's see what else we can do.
3: And and here we are. <laughs> wow,
1: that's so amazing. Yeah. But it all
3: started from Tish being like, just film something you wrote. Like, mm. okay.
2: Oh my mm-hmm. Well, well, I inspire. I, I try to inspire the younger generation because you guys are both younger than me, so I have to put that out there. Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> like, Not that much younger, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'm so so longer. Longer. You know, so you, know longer. Longer. you know what it is, guys. You you know what it is when I got out of school. It's so interesting when you tell that story because like when 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 we were talking, it was kind of like a deja vu kind of thing for me. I was like, God, I really wish I had someone when I was in school mm-hmm. telling me what it is that I was telling you to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. we had had our own thing when we were in school and we thought people, you know, and, you know, I don't want to get into it. But mm-hmm. my, my thing about it was, is that the intentions you know, the intentions that people have when, when they're dealing with like, you know, young filmmakers or actresses, there aren't, they aren't always like real. They want to tell you things, but it's always coming from a place of, you know, narcissism. And I just want to say that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm out here and you're a young filmmaker or you're a young actress. I'm just going to tell you this one thing, but they really just don't tell you what it is that you really can do, which is create your mm-hmm. own an opportunity. And it was around the time, you know, when I had gotten out of school, you know, web series were really just starting to get, it's kind of, you know, like I had met Issa Rae a couple of times, I had mm-hmm. met, you know, Edwina Finley, you know, I had talked to Nicole Salter and Dania Guerrera because they had done In a continuum mm-hmm. and we were thinking about doing their play, I mean, it was just like all of these black women were just really about to hit the industry, and they hadn't hit the industry mm-hmm. yet. No. They hadn't really done anything in the industry. Then all of a sudden, you started to see Denaya on The Walking Dead, and then you started to see Edwina Finley on The Have and Have Nots, and then you started to see you know Issa Rae with her show, and it was it was kind of like an emergence of black women in the entertainment industry, and I peeped that, and I was like. We gotta get on this, you know. So always it was also seeing a trend. And I'm like, you know, the people who are creating their own opportunities for shows that weren't being represented on television at the time, you know, I I just saw them just excelling and it was like how it was not they weren't seeing it. So it was also coming from a place where I didn't want you to be behind because I saw Mm -hmm. that there was happening. There was a shift mm-hmm. happening. And that shift really for me, this the shift really started when Carrie Washington was on um, uh what was her show? Um, hmm. Scandal. Carrie Washington was on Scandal. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, like all these casting directors were like, Yeah, you know, we need like a like before that, before that, when I had gotten out of school, all these managers were like, We don't know how to represent black, black, darker skinned women. Like, mm-hmm. I was getting all of that, guys. I was like, F you. I'm going to create my own content, right? Exactly. That was my content, right? And then we started seeing, like, scandal. And I was like, mm, we got to get up on that, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get on that, that grind. So it really came from a place of seeing that and wanting, really wanting us, us, cue us, <laughs> skin us, to win. Mm-hmm. I want to win. I want to well, win. Well, you lit a
3: fire. You lit a fire because... Six months later, I went I went into a place that we all know. And I was like, I'm going to pay one more time to meet somebody to tell me whether I'm good enough to be in this industry.
2: And I went and I said, and I was
3: I was in a play at the time. And I went in and I was like, and she had already seen me before I got new headshots. And so so this is March 2017. I go in and she's like, oh, you're so funny. You're like, Mindy. But you know, I was like, Mindy, but black, but OK. Um, she's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Perky, da, da, da. And I give her the flyer, uh, you know, for the play to come see me. I don't know if she ever did. She's like, "Oh yeah, amazing, thank you." And it was just like she enjoyed it. She was smiling. She didn't have any feedback. So suddenly, I just paid this money that I barely got to have you sit. You know, I was like, you know what? I'll just continue to do it myself. And I threw myself into it. I literally just poured into it. So mm-hmm. you, you have
1: and you created your own opportunity. Um. Mm-hmm. And and you and you took the advice because I remember and I, I wasn't even ready. Tish was like, do a web series, bestie, do a web series. And I was like, no, I'm working on my acting, my craft. And you know, I think sometimes it just takes like people kind of seeing that within you. Yeah. And and also you being ready. And that's kind of why we talk about on the show be, getting your mindset, right. Mm-hmm. You, know, not, you can have all the tools and the resources there, but if you're not mentally ready um, and I can take ownership for that back then, I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur or multi-hyphenate. I was like, you know, I'm an actress. That's what I'm mm-hmm. doing. And, and, you know, that's kind of really why we have this show is because sometimes when you when you're a part of these institutions, and also even in Hollywood, people try to tell you you're this one thing, yep. and stay in this box. But when you start to surround yourself with people who think differently, who are like, "Oh no, you can be multi-hyphenate. Oh no, you, mm-hmm. need, you need to diversify. Oh no, you need to do X, Y, and Z." Then it just it blows the lid off like your life, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like I, I think that that's that's true. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I that." Um, and then also like. Listen, not even just the entertainment industry, everybody is focused on just putting a band-aid on things. Nobody like, you know, even in our healthcare industry, they don't want to mm-hmm. actually cure They just want to put a band-aid on things, you know? Mm-hmm. And versus finding a solution to the problem, Tish you had a problem, Tish gave you a solution.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: had a problem which is there no, I don't. I can't find anybody who can see me in the light in which I see myself acting. So, what's the solution? Create, create a role in which I can be highlighted, and that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. And I think the beautiful thing that I see with your work is that when more black women are writing and producing, then that produces more roles for exactly. Black, women. black
3: Exactly. Black women.
1: I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Like the help was all cool, but it was still written by a white woman from a white perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not diminishing that. I think I like the help, but it's not just the help. It's like this continuous, like, you know, microaggression, at least I feel like um, with, white writers trying to tell our stories. How can you mm-hmm. tell a story when you don't know what it is like to be in my skin?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I've
1: never felt it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's like cultural appropriation, and I just, I can't deal with that.
2: So, anyway. But that's the that's, uh, that's industry, that's also an industry-wide thing. It's not just like, you know, Black people, it's Asian, like Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy Rich Asians had that, mm-hmm. where the, the writer came on, and they didn't want to pay her the same you know salary as they pay the man and they said oh it's just not your time but yet she can contribute to a script that is like e- ethnically and culturally appropriate so yes. it is her time and therefore she exactly. should be pay like that that's, that's a whole nother thing we can get we can get onto the pay thing of women i don't want to get into that but um in this industry because that's a whole nother topic but um one of our other questions and topics are how did you find the tools and resources to be able to create your own opportunities? Mm. So it, I think it's, I, I, I could
3: never just say for me that it was one thing because it started with, I mean, if you really wanna be honest, I, I went to Santa Clara University. Issa was at Stanford the same time I was at Santa Clara. I remember everybody talking about awkward black girl. It was like, you know, YouTube was the beginning, whatever. I didn't watch it. I, I didn't understand a web series until literally when I was in grad school at the end, or even out of grad school that I really began to say like, What? Well, what was this world? <laughs> like I just didn't, you know, I was all really immersed in theater at the time. Um, but it was when, it, it started when I picked up a DSLR camera to and created and had three point light.
2: Um, oh, maybe, I think. Uh, I think we, um, it stopped for a second. Are we good? OK, yeah, now we're good. After. OK. OK, I
3: I was saying it started when I picked up a DSLR camera and had three-point lighting set up and was telling people how to do Bantu knot outs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that was literally when it started. And I think that then from there, I was, when we had self-taping in grad school, I wasn't, um, you know picking up a camera or the lighting it wasn't something i had never done because of having a youtube channel and i actually remember tish i remember in what was that class called y'all the um the the career class you had it only the first year
0: the what class
3: there was a career class in grad school that you had only maybe it was maybe it didn't start to my year. You had it all year but only for the first year. You did not have that. I didn't you have didn't, that.
1: Career. Uh,
3: uh <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, they were trying to tell people how to audition. And I told people in the class I raised my hand and I said, I said You should create your own. I said, I have a YouTube channel. We can just create our own our own stuff on YouTube. And they're like, No, nah, no. Nah. And I was like, No. Nah. I was like, no guys just i have a youtube channel we can create our own stuff I'm like <laughs> no and then by the time we graduated everybody was like oh we're creating our own stuff i was like that was my lesson though of not listening to my intuition because i could have been creating that whole entire time mm-hmm. but i heard no from other people so i was like well i guess it's a no i guess it doesn't make sense to do that it's not an industry thing mm-hmm. you know so really when tish told me that was the second that was like.
1: Oh. oh hold on you're more you're going in and out again okay okay there you are I'm here. Okay. Oh, that's
2: okay we all working from home in the pandemic yeah, yeah. Let me, let me be still. you know what it is it's because i'm
3: animated and i feel like the wi-fi is like oh she's doing too much
2: She needs to just be still so my, this is my frame
3: <laughs> oh i'm just gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it in frame <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I'm curious for both of you though, like how did you navigate, and like how did you get yourself to be here where you're still like in a healthy, joyful place? Because both of you have been through the ringer of the industry, and usually by this time, people are mean,
1: <laughs> and they give, and they gave up. hmm
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
1: mm, God. Good- yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I like. Let me tell you. I. I feel like if, in certain moments, so I went through post-grad depression after mm-hmm. graduate school. Like um, I had always graduated, I graduated from high school at 16 and college at 20. And then when I graduated from um, uh, the actor Studio drama school, I was 22 and mm-hmm. I was working, trying to do my audition thing. And I had to go right back home to the hood. I'm from Richmond. Uh, right where <laughs> I started from, and so I had. Well, first I moved to Oregon, and I had got I had got an agent and booked like um, I booked a, a day player role on Grimm and like you know some commercials and stuff like that. But then I moved back home. I had to move back home to Richmond, California, and that was a really hard time for me because I was so overly ambitious. And mm. uh, when we were graduating, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just in our field, people in multiple industries, it was like all these millennials who didn't have any jobs to receive them. And just having like a master's and not being able to even like take care of myself and have to like rely on my dad and whatnot. That was a real tough pill for me to swallow. But to make a long story short, um, that was the darkest moment of my life my one of the darkest moments of my life but it also was it also turned out to be one of the greatest moments of my life because God just really revealed to me that my purpose is not really in my profession. Mm -hmm. My purpose is to be be carried out in different capacities. And so for me, um, God has given me the gift of encouragement. So anything Mm -hmm. that has to do with motivation and inspiration, that's me. Whether I'm motivating uh, kids when I was teaching theater Or I'm, you know, doing content that's motivational. I also have a YouTube channel or even the types of projects that I'm acting in. You know, it's all... It's all about positivity and having a growth mindset and whatnot. And I also, I also am that way with other people and helping them achieve their hopes and dreams and their goals. So um, I got really into personal self development, and that just triggered, That's triggered amazing. it, and it set the lid off on my life. Thinking, grow rich. If you haven't read that or The Alchemist, get your mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, just like yes. Oprah's read it like seven times. So I'm just, I'm just saying, like I started. It's true. I, but I started to realize, too, that there are so, certain clues. Like people who are highly successful, they they read books and they they have indirect mentorship. And it's and they they really develop an informal education because I had my formal education, which was bachelor's, master's. But my informal education really had just begun. And so mm-hmm. um, I got into sales and that kind of like ignited. The entrepreneur within me, um, as I was on my little artist hustle, mm-hmm. uh, as everybody knows. Yeah, and, um, it. and so, but those skills and those tools that I've developed. Um, they really have helped me to continue to not give up on my dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Um, we're all still out here hustling, trying to trying to get after it, but it just keeps me grounded and those those tools and those principles that I learned, I just always go back to that. And also too, God was like, Let me tell you something you didn't do anything i did everything i I created that mind um you didn't graduate early i i helped i i created you and i allowed you to do that so what i realized is that i was also subconsciously Mm. self-righteous um and um and i was so humbled and i didn't even realize that that now i realize who's in the driving seat of my life and you know i seek god's counsel for everything but you know i really believe that whether or not you believe in god or you believe in in something you have to you have to be spiritual because you need something to ground you like mm-hmm. you need something to ground you there are things that happened this whole pandemic that mm-hmm can't even explain you know there are things that just completely rock your world and 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 you feel so helpless and small in this huge world and that's when you have to have an anchor um and that's really how how i've stayed positive it's really just by the blood of the lamb Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then and then friends and friends and family like you know tish um having that accountability um buddy that that accountability partner tish is my accountability uh partner so mm-hmm. she and we'll, and well
2: partner and well partner and well, I love yeah, that.
1: And we'll partner which we i really love that we'll share some good news later on um Yay. about that but um she is my well partner and so in in our friendship we have we we realize you know not everybody can work together you know friends can't always do that <laughs> <when they can. laughs> um and so you know tish she never lets me give up on my dreams even when i want to she reiterates um me to myself what i'm down mm. and out and just really my, my family like my family they i mean they believe in me so much that it's like sometimes i'm just like why <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh and you know, but that that's really that's really it. And just, you know, like taking care of mental health too, like I believe mm-hmm. we me and Tish want to play about therapy. We don't mm. play about mental health and you know, just also to being like, which I love this episode because just being open and honest and truthful, because we mm-hmm. do live in a society and particularly work in an industry where you just kind of can't be open and honest and truthful and vulnerable sometimes so mm-hmm. to be that way with a group of supportive people that really just gives you the freedom and 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 the motivation to keep going you know mm-hmm. you know that even if you have a moment of weakness that you are not weak even if mm-hmm. you have a moment of like anger that you are not angry and violent you know like mm-hmm. you are still a strong beautiful intelligent um Black woman, even if you make a mistake, you know.
3: Mm. It's like,
1: like, Minister Koya, this show episode. So anyway, I digress. I'll let Tush go because we are gonna get back. To I the- love it. <laughs> I, I, you know, about to do <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm, here you know, for I'm it. gonna I'm,
3: I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna keep it a little short. Um You know, I uh you know. Uh, I've always had this thing where people can never tell me who I was and what I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been this thing that's always been luring there. And it is, it is, you know, God. Uh-oh. God, so it's always what, you know, and um, and when I got out of grad school, I, I heard a lot of can'ts. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't. But always, it, my voice always was louder than saying that you can you can you can because Guess what? I had no theater experience before I came to the actor experience, actor mm. studio. But yet I did it. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. how can you tell me when I can't? When I have a record of I can, I can, I can. So mm. it's always been that. It's always been that thing inside of me. When when people say something, I'm like, but but I did this, but I did that. You weren't around. You don't know. How can you tell me I can't? Okay, so I can't in this moment. All right, I got you. like so it's always been that thing and I've always been very um I've always been very um good at coming up with solutions so for me it's like when somebody tells me something and I'm I'm gonna get to hear it because I feel like I'm going on a little rant but Mm -hmm. but when someone tells me something um I literally sit down I write down okay well they say I can't but I can do this like I'll write down like 15 things that I can do and then I'll bring it down to four things that I can do because then 15 things always include money that I, <laughs> I don't have I don't got the money to do these things so go <laughs> back something that I actually do, and then I usually get to one of- <laughs> I usually get the one or two things and I'm like okay I can do that right and I just do it mm-hmm. and I tell myself listen if you if you fail at it you fell at it, but at least you tried, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm never mm-hmm. going to have a moment in my life where I said, I didn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't try. So it's the thing that keeps me kind of grounded and positive is good relationships. And it hasn't always been like that. I have really bad years. I mean, I think, what is the book that you say, bestie, that the guy said that if you decide to be an artist, you're signing up to be depressed for. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: um, uh, is the, artist way? Is is oh, the, the artist, artist way? it the artist way? Uh, uh, think like an artist. Think like think an like artist? artist. I mean, well, if you're, oh, wait. No, no, no. Or is it the article <laughs> that Tim Horace wrote, which is that entrepreneurs and artists are like uh, 65% more likely to suffer? Is that the same one or no? No, I think no, you're right. It was it's one. No, that's think like an artist. Yeah, that's like an artist. That's think like an artist.
2: And he was like, You're it's destined like Leon, to be depressed.
1: Leon, Leon, something. Let me something. Like an artist. Yeah,
2: yeah get that before he end. But he, he basically said, You're destined to be depressed. And, you know, <laughs> the thing about it is, the thing about it is, like, you have to, you have to, when, like, when she said that to me, because that was a couple years ago, I had to think to myself, I'm like, You can go back. Because another thing for me is, I had a money job. I had a money mm. job, so it wasn't it wasn't a money thing. It was like, you know, you can you can spend the rest of your life making money, being stressed out, or you can do something that you really love, make money because you know that when you do it because of who you are, you're going to make that money anyway, mm-hmm. and then all fulfilled life. So everything that I ever wanted to do was to live a fulfilled life. So that's the thing that kind of mm. drives me; it keeps me going. And God darn it, I have a really great. Husband who supports me. I'm not going first and foremost. My, my husband, my mom, my mom, hold on. I, I, I have to put it out there. My husband auditioned with me at the actor studio. He was my boyfriend then. He auditioned with me at the actor studio. They actually asked him to come in. He was like, no thank, um,
3: <laughs> no, thank you. thank you.
2: He was like, no, thank you. And he lived in New Jersey, and you know, he helped me find my apartment when I got up there. He's been my supporter. He's been my backbone when I didn't have any money, you know, and I'm not I'm not I'm not even gonna make it seem like it's just been that thing. Like I had support, and that's just the truth. I had my Mm husband has been my support my whole entire career. He has worked when I wasn't working, and he Mm -hmm. paid bills when I didn't have any money. So I honestly have always had really great support. My mom was very supportive of my career. The husband was very supportive of my career. You know, I could stay in New York, New Jersey, because my husband worked a, a regular job. So I, mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there because I want people to just be thinking like, go on your passion, right? No, like <laughs> some had to make some money. And, and quite frankly, if he wasn't making money, I don't know how long I would been doing this. <laughs> That's
1: the truth. Shout got dirty this hard. Yes. <laughs>
0: You
2: know what I mean, I he's gotta put it out there. Like, my,
1: producer. yeah,
2: he's the producer of the podcast. Of the yeah, podcast. He, he gives There's us so everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he gives us notes. <laughs> he's like, y'all talk. I too love much it. On this, <laughs> y'all talk. <need some laughs> <back on> this, <that. laughs> y'all need to yell back on that. Y'all need to say it. He will give us notes. He does. And when we make
1: a mistake, he said, you know, you need to learn from this. And this was not great. <laughs> I love Have it, time, Jonathan. <laughs> I love it. Oh my yeah. God. And he's also
2: a bomb yeah, cook
1: for all of you out there. Yes. But you know.
2: Yes, he is a bomb cook. He cooks a lot. I don't cook at all. He cooks everything. True. Darkoia knows. She came here. He He cooked up a whole thing. He like, and he, and he also is very like, very much like, like, you know, he made my tea tonight. Last night he brought me a glass of wine.
0: Like thoughtful. you
2: know, he, Yeah. He but like, isn't it amazing when you look at it? So, it's yeah. like it's like you
3: God has set us all up differently with when you look, there are people. God sets you up. Like Darko, they're, they're, you're just spoken about earlier. Which is like predestined. Like you're you're set up with people who are gonna help you along the journey. You just have to look and pay attention to those people. Right. and your husband's one of them like he's actually somebody in your life that is helping you along with the journey like set up in your life that's beautiful
1: right yeah. right yeah okay. he is but i'm still like an artist sorry steal like an artist by Austin. Steel? like steal steal like, art- like an artist
2: <laughs> yeah Steal like an artist i think that's so special. we might put that put that across is it s t s t i Steel like like steel. I yeah, think steel. Actually, we gonna do
1: some research after the podcast because it might have been an article because i'm always reading something telling to something so i don't know but i think it's from steel like an artist by austin cleon oh
2: wow yeah okay but but um, to blank to this to get to the the roundabout you know good support is keeping helping you and god of course who's always mm-hmm. the head of my life but, mm-hmm. you know Oh, my support system, and even Darkoya. It's And Darkoya, and big ups to Crystal out there, Crystal Williams, who is yes. our spiritual support. You know, <laughs> who in grad school <laughs> with us. Crystal yeah, was uh, from
1: the grad school. Her and Tish was like together like butt cheeks in, uh, in grad school.
3: They were <laughs> uh,
1: like, you literally didn't see one without the other. like
2: <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. There was just two black. of us. It was it was a two it was wow. just two of us you know yeah no,
1: that's and, Daphne,
2: and Daphne and sorry let's put let's not let's not exclude Daphne she's she's okay. Italian though she's you know anyways um, <laughs> um yes yeah, so so just so because everybody
1: they want we want to get back to like creating your own opportunity being opportunity ready um so Yamoria um let's see Uh-oh. How are
2: you, let's ask this, how are you prepared when opportunities started to present itself and you had your, your web series? Mm -hmm. Um. Oh my goodness. I, for
3: the longest time, I felt like I was just tripping and really like being anal and type A, but I had an EPK, you know, Tish, EPK, Um what else like I just I would just have everything like my EPK my person you know for the show my own I'd have a list of press website I have all these things and for the first two, up until after the the Newark so up until in 2018 there wasn't a lot of there's like press that I was that I was getting but it wasn't like there's was no buzz about love my roomie and so minus the the premiere party that we had in March of 18 but um I just had stuff prepared I just prepared as if it had already happened. Mm. I, I, I pre- literally prepared from the website to the teasers, to my bios, just prepared like I already had it so that when it came, it was a matter of, oh, I got it on my Google Drive or Dropbox, it was a matter of sending links to people or if someone's like, oh, we have an opportunity. When I, I, I was at ABFF, for those that don't know, it's the American Black Film Festival in Miami in 2018, I got the first night there, second night there, I got an assistant directing and producing gig for a short film back in New York. And we were at a party. So it's just like being prepared. And for the longest, it looked
1: like, it probably looked like this. Uh-oh, we lost you there. Let's see. Um, My bat. There we go. Wait, wait. we got you. Back. Yes, you're back. You said for the longest
3: time, it looked like. That's what I get for moving out my frame. For the longest time, um, it looked like, I'm sure it looked, you know, I had, I would lay out the love my roommate Instagram page, et cetera, et cetera. There was nothing coming like that. I didn't know people were watching. I was just, I just knew that I needed to execute an excellence with what I had. And if I didn't have it, I figure it out, you know? But people were watching, and then opportunities came, and I had the things that people needed. Whether it was a bio, whether it was an EPK, whether it was, you know, knowing how to to prepare for press, whatever it is, I was just ready because I stayed ready, you know. But it was years of just me in my room, or at the time I had a studio in Brooklyn, probably just people like, what is she? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? but there were more people that were watching and paying attention and that consistency paid off. Mm, mm. It was the consistency.
1: You know, I, cause I, I, I saw the other projects. So I, I saw on your IMBD, um, mm-hmm. Love my roomie, but I also saw a bunch of other films that some that you produced, some that you wrote, some that you just directed, some that you mm-hmm. acted in. And um, I just, I wanted to know like, was that just like a natural organic process where, you know, maybe you auditioned for this or you may- maybe you met this person here or there? Or was it intentional? Because, I mean, you you have a lot of credits in various different roles and positions. Mm-hmm. So cool and so awesome. And I know mm-hmm. people, they they would love to know just like how did you how did you get those opportunities and like how how are you prepared for them? hmm just elaborate a
3: little more this is my
1: god like
3: like I would I would say that I have always been like an outcast kind of nerd overachiever work 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 but creative in that and so when you know whether it was Canva or whatever I would create and design things I didn't have the money right out of grad school to be paying people to do all the things I needed to do so I did it but what I ended up doing was building my skills I learned how to produce actually and I thought I was putting on a putting on a play. I produced a two hour wrote and produced and directed a two hour play uh for our MLK night. It came to me I was just utilizing the talents and gifts I think is really what was happening, and I feel like the more I utilize them the more the more new ones fell into my hands. It felt like it just again that expansion um but in terms of the credit, to, to keep it literal, because sometimes I mean, like, when some people, I'm like, OK, so how do I do it? Let me just keep it practical. <laughs> like that, bring it out of Earth. OK, Libra, I'm a Libra. Let me take it down here. OK, so let me take it down. OK, the practical thing is this. I saw it for Pillow Talk, for instance. Ronnie and Caleb, they're creators of Tough Love, which is an Emmy-nominated web series. Um, They, I interviewed them at Black Web Fest in 2018 and cause, or not, yeah, I was, I was a moderator. So I ended up moderating, interviewing them and I, then they had auditions for Pillow Talk and I was, now I was petrified of the camera outside of grad school. The reason why I wasn't scared of it, cause I had been on all sides and angles of that camera at that point, cause I created my own content. So I was like, audition, I'm going to just come in here. I'm I'm just going to do it. So, and then I got a call back and I ended up getting the role of Mia in that. But it was, I promise it was the dedication to creating my own work that built confidence in that I didn't have to look on the outside of me for what was already within. Mm-hmm. But then other, it's your light. Then the light starts shining and other people see the light. Um, and, and you're utilizing, I never tried to do things that weren't called to me. So I ain't nobody's DT. <laughs> It, I don't feel called to it. I, now I can look at cinematography and appreciate, it and I can make an awesome shot list. But I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to just do everything. I'm doing what what I'm called to, and what I feel. What I'm. What I where I feel flow. Where I feel peace. Where I can just do it all night. And it's from those things that opportunities have come. So yeah, that's the audition. That's getting the role of Mia. Any other producing or or directing? It's because people's saw how much I invested into Love My Roomies, truth be told, like they saw what was going on and it made them trust me with their own content. Mm-hmm. And it really was, it was my work on my own work that beget the work. Cause I was going, why, why did I have brick ballroom for a web series? Premiere? <laughs> so extra in 2018, Rick, I have life. I have vendors, performances, dancers, step and repeat, red carpet, photographers, videographers, family from California. What was I doing in a ballroom? Being so great. Being be great. <laughs> extra, so extra. But from that extraness, people were like, oh, well, she she, she knows what she's doing. I want her on my project. And that's literally how the door started opening. Wow. Be yourself. If you're extra, just be extra. <laughs> Somebody's going to see the greatness in that extra.
1: (laughs) You know, I love that you say that because um, sometimes when you're very particular about certain things, people will kind of try to tell you like, oh, you know, you're just being too anal. You're, you know, you're hiding behind perfectionism. And it's like, no, I'm not hiding behind perfectionism. Like sometimes you just, you want to get it right and you want it, and you want to do it, a certain, you want it done a certain way, like, nobody tells Beyonce, when she's just, like, do it for the hundredth time, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just, you're, you're, you're too much of a perfectionist, because she
2: gets, like, right on the edge of perfection, so mm-hmm. I would like that. I mean, can, I, can I add into that, that, mm-hmm. can I add into that with When it comes to how you do things in your art, the thing that makes you different is your anal retentiveness and your perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Because if you aren't that particular, what makes you different than the person who's just throwing up and putting up a camera, a person who's just saying a bunch of lines? Like Some of the best artists are that particular because their voice has to sing and has to be louder than the art, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. We have to sing through through the art and not just see the art itself. Mm. So if you don't, if you don't look at your art like that, and if you aren't particular, then who will be? Who will be? Who no will one, be? No one's gonna be like no one's going to be like you. You know what? I'm just going to dive a little bit more into your art, unless unless you're hiring them as a coach, right? But when you're creating your own content, nobody's going to be there telling you what's the perfect moment. What's the perfect mm-hmm. look? What's the perfect design? What's the perfect episode? Like no one's going to be there. So I think that I think that you can be anal retentive and end the release of the art, you know? Um, and I don't see mm-hmm. anything wrong with that. I think that's really great. I think that makes really, really great artists, really great producers, really great DPs. Like who wants mm-hmm. a DP who is an anal retentive? Right, you know. Right, come exactly. On. Oh, you didn't get
3: your
1: check yesterday. I oh, don't make no money my- Uh-uh. Uh, uh, uh uh. <laughs> uh, uh. But you know, also too, we so we've talked also on the show about like investing in yourself, and I think was you know, like- when we had Devin on, and he was talking about we were talking about like investing in yourself, and Tish was like. If you're not gonna invest in yourself, then who else will? And you invested in every aspect of mm-hmm. your production and love my love my roomie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so, why not? What other what? Why not? Why wouldn't other people invest in you? You know, mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. only in their projects, but even to hire you for other projects, you know, cause they, they, they can see your work ethic. They can see your level of excellence and the way you do one thing is the way that you do everything. Like I, like sometimes some people when they're auditioning and they're just like, Oh, I'm going to, it's like, what? No. Or they, have, they have they're going to be on camera. It's like, what? No, 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 no. The, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so that's just so beautiful for you to say that. And for those of you who are watching, like, you know be expansive as jaboria says um don't be afraid to just be be you you know if you're the type of person where maybe you also too pop out things really fast and maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. have to have a go on it do that too because you know anybody going to pop out content as quick as you,
3: mm-hmm. you Know no no you're good you got to you got to you got to be okay with who you are um that doesn't mean like you know don't improve on yourself but You have to know where you're strong. Like, no, I am a bomb producer. I I am an alchemist. I'm not going to sit here and shrink and pretend I'm not that because then I'm going to be, it's going to be me that's going to be unfulfilled and sad when I look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's going to be me sad at the end of the night, you know? So you have to live into your fullness. And I do believe that people will see that. Mm -hmm.
2: And one thing that you said that is really interesting, and I wrote about this in my book um Is that you? It's nothing wrong Ooh, with learning a book. new skill. <laughs> that that even girl. Oh out. yes, girl, I, have, I have a book called The Art of that is coming out very soon, everyone. It will be launching very soon on my website, so I will keep you up to date on the podcast. But one thing that I wrote about in my book is, it's nothing wrong with you learning a new skill to get what you want mm. out of your art. It's nothing wrong with that. And one thing that I look at is I was looking at Kevin Hart and I'm going to go there. I am gonna. I was looking at Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart produced his own, he produced his own um, comedy specials. And all of the money went back to him. And I thought about that. I was like, so to produce your own comedy special, that means you have to understand what producing a comedy schedule, what that looks like. And when he mm-hmm. first started, yes, he had Us now, but when he first started, he was hustling to figure out Mm -hmm. well, what does that mean? How do you do that? What kind of arena? Like he had to learn a whole new and stretch a whole new muscle. Now he calls himself, you know, um I forgot what he calls himself, but he he talks about like how he's an entrepreneur and but he was in comedy for a very, very long time. And could you imagine if he didn't invest in himself? He put his own money in his own content. And are
1: you breaking that? Made
2: I think it was like 10 times the exhibit. Oh, you broke up.
1: Some technical difficulties, people. <laughs> I know. All right. Oh, no, you're back.
2: I know it is the Wi-Fi. But- yeah, but but he did all of that. He's the one who did all of that for himself. And I think like artists, there's no bigger fan than you of yourself,
0: mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. people were
2: really mad at Matt, honestly, a couple years ago when he did his Oscar speech. And he said, you know, I'm in competition with myself. But I am mad at him because who's going to believe in you? And people believe in you, they do. But who's going to challenge you more creatively Who's going to challenge you more to get where you want to be at than yourself? Because people can believe in you, but if you don't have that one little thing to believe in yourself or to say, you want to know what? They're not going to do that for me. I got to I got to find somebody. And when people mm-hmm. come to me, a lot of the times when they need help, you know, when I, when I consult people and I help people with their projects, they're just looking for someone to believe in what it is. And I never, and I will never say, and I never have said, you can't do it. I'm like, okay, all right, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, how, mm-hmm. how we going to, this out? <laughs> how are mm-hmm. we going to, okay. All right. Well, this might take this. Can we do it on a lower scale? What about this? Mm-hmm. What about that? You know? And I, I think that's the one thing that I hate about this industry as well, is that people are quick to tell you what you can't do and who you are and how you can't do something. Well, I just think that the more that we get, and I'm going to say this, the more that we get women in higher positions, the more that we get mm-hmm. Black women in higher positions, the more we get people of color in higher positions. The more you're going to see yes, because we understand how it feels to be marginalized. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times, although we might not agree with an idea, we're not going to say, mm-hmm. you know what, you can't do it. We're going to say, okay, interesting. Why don't you mm-hmm. try this or why don't you try mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm I am seeing that guys more and more and more with more women. Who are becoming senior executives? More women who are in, you know, positions of power. They're saying, "Okay, that's that's creative. That's different. Okay, let's 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 expand on that." And they're not mm-hmm. saying no. Mm. 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 Yeah. Really. So I I I implore you, implore you, viewers. You know, if someone is telling you no, then you should do it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. There
2: you go. There you go. Absolutely. I'll do a reshoot before I take
3: a no.
1: Uh, <laughs> I will. I'm like,
3: okay, we'll do.
1: I, I will, I'll
2: adapt, but we're not going with no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There
2: yet. you go. Not yet. No means no. That.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes an idea just needs to be developed. That's all. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just needs to be developed. Right. So, But we're going to get more into that. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about having a positive mindset in all of this. Um, Because we mentioned that a little bit before. But, you know, like one thing that (laughs) Darkoia and I um, do just to kind of keep it positive is like we check in with one another when we're going through or whatever. Mm. Do you have? Do you have? Let's talk about. Do you have a bestie that you check in with? Oh, yeah. I do. I
3: have. I have really, my, my, to be honest, my best, best friend is my sister. Um, yeah. I would say my sister. Yeah, my sister. Um, but I would say that I, I do have, I, so I went through, not to, to take it, I went through a, a, a huge dark night of the soul transition this year. So in those kind of moments where, where God shakes you, a lot of people and things fall off. So I have I, a lot of the ties and things I had dissipated so but through that I got really strong friendships and relationships um, with people and the, and yeah I can call people I have people that I'm completely open and vulnerable with and it really helps now they're all my, my girl, Nicolette, all my people are in New York, which was very interesting. Um, the people that I, yeah, how that happened. But I do, I do. I really, I really do have people who saw me through those times, that even when I was back here and the pandemic was shaking, all of us, and I have some strong foundations now um, that in this new, you know, this new phase of life. But my sister, though, that girl, she's a cancer. The ones who oh. believe. She says what she wants. She keeps it real with me. Um, she's, if, it, if it ends up in crying, she'll hold my hand as I cry and not taking back that she kept it real. <laughs> but, but yeah, I can I can check in with her. Um, and it really
1: has kept me grounded
3: this year, which I've been in California the majority of the time. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What, um, within like your support system and like your sister, when you're like, what? Keeps you motivated. What what mm-hmm. keeps you motivated, and what things do you do to like to stay motivated and to stay inspired?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You asked us, but now we want to ask you. I know. I, know. I was like, wait, didn't I just? Oh. Um, yeah. I would. Say, I would definitely say trusting God keeps
3: me motivated because um there's when you again, it goes back to to finding peace with who you are. There were not many phases of my life, but there were some phases of my life in college where I would try to fit in and it always failed because I'm just the nerd that I am. Um, so so it, it's, it's in that acceptance that I've been able to first be like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. And then from there, I mean, I've had an amazing journey this year at looking at affirmations, listening to podcasts. I mean, I just pour into my spirit pretty much all day long. The books I read, like, I'm just pouring into my spirit all day long. There's a a manifestation here. Y'all say this. this is from, I don't know who follows a hood healer, but this is one. I, I don't know most. <laughs> she, she said, this is one of her many IGTV things a couple weeks ago. So I am a master manifester. I am always abundant. My needs are always met.
0: Mm.
3: Repeat that to yourself when you are feeling, you know, low. Whatever. Repeat that. I've been repeating that to myself, doing my
1: affirmation.
3: Uh oh. Let's
1: see. We lost you. She's gonna come back. Come on back. Back. I'm back. back. I'm back. My back. You yeah, you back. I yeah. used
3: to randomly praise dance in my room when I was a little girl. Just getting back to the core of all the little things that I did has kept me grounded. Like. Those I didn't need to do away with randomly praise dancing. Maybe I shouldn't do it on the subway. Maybe, I don't know. But you know, there's nothing wrong with randomly praise dancing by myself in my room, getting back to the core of who I am when I was younger has actually made me a better adult. No, they're both gone. Have y'all hear? Did y'all hear me?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, no, yeah. 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 I said getting back to the younger me has made me a better adult.
1: Mm. <laughs> You know, yeah, so- I was just talking to my mom about that, where I was talking to her about a problem that I was having. And she said, you know, when you were younger, you would just go to the library and you would, like, you wouldn't leave until you finished. Like, you just, you, you she was like, you have to, like, go away. You, like, like, because for me, I have, such, like, such an outgoing personality that I pour into people and sometimes mm-hmm. I don't pour into myself. And it's so interesting that you say that because I I work with kids. Um, Everybody knows I love the children. Um, But I think that when we're young, we don't have everybody else's opinions or ideas um, in our our head. And then even if we do, like life hasn't um, just kind of knocked us down to the point where like we don't think about it if we're just like when we are children, we don't think about it. If we're like, yeah, no, you're wrong. And Mm -hmm. our voice is louder than the voice of other people. And so I, I think you're so right. Like getting back to, um, Getting back to your core when you were a child, I call it childlike optimism.
3: Mm-hmm. It
1: having childlike optimism and, um, the and joyful, ab- childlike, joyful ab- ab- abundance mm-hmm. um, is just. Like I, I just I I think that that's the thing that adults need to continue to persevere because it's 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 so pure and mm-hmm. it's so, like it's so unfiltered. It just is what it is, and it stands on its own, and it's unapologetic. And and I yeah. see that in kids. They're just like, I'm me, and mm-hmm. and, and, and they only. And they only do and cling on to things that fulfill them. If you notice that, if they just yeah. want to color, they're going to color. If they like to wear their tutu all day long, Baby girl is rocking the tutu every day, all day. Do you think she cares if it's dirty or if seven days in a row? No, that little girl is like, I'm the tutu queen, like I'm a, princess, I'm a diva, whatever. And I just, you know, like I I tried, I tried to hold on to that. And it's so beautiful to hear you say that you are doing things that. That really poured into your spirit when you were a mm-hmm. child because it's so necessary. It's so necessary, and the older you get, the harder it is to do. The mm-hmm. h- further you are from your, uh, from your, the further you are from your authentic self. Because when we were
2: children, we were we were we were our authentic selves, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on. and I think and um, I I think that's kind of what your and not kind of that's what your podcast is about. So with mm-hmm. with all of that. Can you kind of give us an idea of what we're in store for this season on your podcast?
3: Mm, sure. Ooh, delicious. Um, <laughs> um. I actually have. I have. A, I have a rounded out. Uh, the beautiful opportunities came, which took me away from completing the season the way I wanted to. So I have three episodes in queue, which actually feature black men. Black men. One is on black men and fatherhood. A single black father, um, who is raising a daughter. Um, and another on black love. Um, so I have two two new episodes out with the feature black men. I wasn't sure when I wanted to reintegrate them um, or integrate them into, cause I just really wanted to speak to black women. Um, but they, it was very beautiful, those two interviews. And the last, and last but not least is actually a mashup of, oh, I went until Tish comes back. Oh, can you see me? Can y'all hear me? Oh, we can hear, it. Okay. I can hear you. Okay, okay. the The last one is actually talk about your younger self. The YouTube channel, y'all know how this works. I was talking into it was it was called transitioning transitioning with grace or something like that. And it was I tied in transitioning with life with transitioning from natural or from relaxed to natural hair because it was still a part of the the YouTube channel. And it was right when I was on my way to move to New York for grad school. It was literally like days before, and I was listening to her, twenty five year old me, and I was like, "This girl's why?" I was like, nope, what, "What should I do?" And she's like, 25 year old Moria is like, so when you're going through, you you need to just make sure that you keep your faith and that you you know simplify your life." I'm like, "Uh huh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck? How I forget all that? Oh, so it's gonna be a nice, it's gonna be a nice reintroduction of some. Of some older uh, content too, and then I'm excited for building out, you know, season two. Yeah, mm. doing some assessing like what worked, what didn't work, what feels right, and then you know, branching off. Yeah, yeah,
2: and. And, and and the thing about it is just having that out there, it's it's so unique in your podcast, it's so unique to your own voice. And I'm so excited about it. And I have been listening to it. And the thing that keeps me excited about it is that you have all these things out there that are uniquely you um and uniquely your brand. And you know, I just can't wait to see, you know, the people who continue to discover that unique, that uniqueness that is you. So Thank you. Know. you. I Aww. love the podcast. I love the you. podcast. You know. You're my motivation. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> okay. That's, okay. That's amazing. Myself. Thank you, sis. Thank you.
2: I'm just like, uh-huh. I, I was not myself in that moment. Okay. I, you know, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. Clap. Yeah. Um, Being ourselves. Um,
1: so I what. Just, I, oh, go ahead. I think there's like a lag and delay. So just for mm-hmm. all of you that are on here tonight, there's a lag with each of us. So we kind of can't really hear when one of us is starting to talk. So it's not that we're over-talking mm-hmm.
2: each other. There's, there's some delays. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think this is when I, I, I really want to ask you this. It was on our list of questions. What's your ultimate dream?
3: Yeah. Mm. All that has changed um that has changed the more i realize, i i used to be to be like a successful and then i had some semblance of success and hard a job and i was like so unhappy so um (laughs) i would say my ultimate dream is to continue to learn um and to create a life in which i i'm able to have space to continue to learn and grow Mm -hmm. um And to know and to continue to discover true joy through what I do, through what I create. Mm. To know and to continue to experience true joy in what I create. Um, Not saying every day is gonna be easy because I mean, this is life, but you know, to to know that joy and that unshakable joy and faith, because I think from those core things, I'll be my best version to everyone else. Mm. Um, When I'm whole, i can love and be present with other people wholly mm-hmm. you know um in my fullness yeah very you know but wow. that's that's what i want that's what i want um and i think i also you know going on with the abundance i feel like the more that we the more that we tap into where the joy and that flow and all those things the abundance is going to come to us it's actually oddly enough much easier than it seems it just requires a lot of faith which is the hard part
0: Mm. yeah but
3: like the it is easy mm. the face is where we get I think where we get tripped up you know I don't know that's what I think right now at 33 in three weeks we'll see what I think next year <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I you know on my um my wall I'm gonna put it up she just she loves yes. it that's that's what I hear you saying.
2: Um, yes. the life she loved. Yeah. Because I think sometimes
1: we we forget that like you said, you we have the the choice to follow our happiness to, mm-hmm. work, to try to attempt to grasp it and to hold on mm-hmm. to it and to do things that we love and that brings mm-hmm. us joy, you know? Um yeah. even very- within you speaking, I just I was reminded of that. Like I do have a
2: choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remind myself all the time, like, girl, you know you chose that, right? I did. <laughs> girl, it, it is so true. And you know it's very sure I did. it's it's really interesting also um that like even even within our choice, even within our choice, and even with the, in the taking this journey, we think that when we get to a certain point, it's just going to make us happier. And even when you said that, like, you know, I have this semblance of success and I changed it. But I've heard that so many times where people mm-hmm. say, you know what? I worked hard, I got to a certain place, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. And I really, I really want to encourage people to, you know, really just really just um figure out what it is and why it is that you want what you want and mm. sometimes it's just like i want to a lot of money sometimes it's just that like I'm, I'm an artist and i just want to do this but it's not what you think <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not it's not,
0: mm-hmm. it's not
2: really you have to have like and we talk about this all the time darkoya having like a core value system um that you are, and what it is that you believe, and if you knew that, if you knew what it is and who it is that you are, um it that's what's gonna bring you joy. Why yeah. right. that's what's gonna bring you joy. We talk about I talk mm-hmm. about that in the book, though. I talk about that in the book, yes. but I'm not
3: gonna talk about yes, that. Yes, I'm excited about that. But more. I think it's even
1: more important, but like I think that like even what you moria said, it's just a different way of like a, going after it too because a lot of times we are chasing the career or Mm -hmm. money or the status or whatever it is that we think might make us happy but when you are going after joy Mm -hmm. then you will get joy because that that is not specific it is a it is well-rounded and it is and to me it just it's like you're open to whatever comes to you that brings you joy which mm-hmm. means that you're not limiting limiting yourself tish talks about limitless creativity in her book um mm-hmm. and and we and we believe in that like creativity mm-hmm. is limitless but you're not limiting yourself by going after joy you mm-hmm. are limiting yourself when you go after money or you go after things do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and so it's just so powerful um it's so powerful what you said because you can go after that and you're not going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. whatever the outcome is, you're going to be happy. Exactly. Joy versus chasing material things or an idea or, you know, a, what you think
2: something. Mm-hmm. Like. So, mm-hmm. um, and, really powerful. and there's no, and, and the thing is, the thing is is that you know nothing has changed over time i mean the story is the same stories over and over again people chase the fame they chase the money they they learn on the other side of it it's it's like it's no guys we're not telling you a new story just look up anybody else did we didn't we all have to read that yeah, <laughs> i'm just telling you i'm just saying well, remember that you know, one.
1: With um, asking John uh, Devon asked John Cry, "What's your mount- What's your mountaintop?" Mountaintop,
2: yeah. And he said he was on. You guys got to check out that episode if you haven't seen it. John Cry, mm-hmm. um, he came on the show and he was um, he was a creative director at New Market Films. He started the company with them, and he, he asked him what his mountaintop was, and he said he was he was there. And he was at the mountaintop on a, a ship with some of the biggest celebrities in the world. Did you say Eddie Murphy was it? Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, and he said he said he just wanted to get off that <laughs> ship. He wanted to get off the ship, and he said the the mountaintop is you being unique to your own voice and your own creativity.
0: Mm. That,
2: that's the mountaintop. If you guys and check out that work. episode, wanna,
1: and in the work, he also said, work. Yeah. He said, "People, you work. hear it all the time. It's the journey. When uh-huh. people arrive, they say that they. Ne- he was saying how it's that journey, that process of getting there, that is actually the most fun, even
2: though you. And he worked. That- he, he worked with Christopher Nolan. He worked with all of these big actors. No. I mean, I'm. I'm just saying, as a person who is out here in these streets, guys, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. I had a Tierra. taste
3: in the streets, y'all. I got to second her. I'm, I had a taste of the streets.
2: I'm telling <laughs> you,
3: I'm people gonna, paying you know, me to I was say good. I was like, nah, I don't like these streets. I'll just go back to love my roomies.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm out here, and it's not what you think. It's not what you think. <laughs> And, and, and let me tell you something, there are, and uh, we touched on this on our last episode with Daryl, there are people out here okay. who think that it's supposed to be that, but when they gone and your career is diminished, you know, you're going to be thinking that it's supposed to be that, and you ain't going to have nothing, and you're going to be bitter, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you won't be thinking about that you had, and all the people who surrounded you, who were telling you it was one thing, and it, mm-hmm. in all reality, it's all it stopped, started, and began with you and your creativity. Mm. Come on, drop that mic,
3: Minister Tish.
2: Get it. <laughs> just <want> <laughs> <you> gotta, <laughs> just put it out there. Gotta put it out there. <laughs> so, yeah we, we, we kind of we we. This, Girl, you need to stop. I can't with you. I can't with you. See, guys, this is why, this is why, if you guys would just step into one of our conversations, you would just be thinking that we just have to up. This is a hot mess. This is all day. This is all. Like, we're it up on Marco Polo all day. You want to know why? Because we're destined to be depressed according no, to that book. No, I'm because your said we chasing the life.
1: We're chasing joy, life. Yes, so we're we not destined to be depressed, because, <laughs> like Gloria
3: said, we're chasing joy. So we destined to be joy. No. <laughs> she like, we expanded in here. To expand expanded. There
2: we go. Expansive. There we go. <laughs> so we, we changed up our end of the episode question. Last, yeah, last season it was, about the protests, because we really wanted to keep it positive, we asked people about, mm-hmm. you know, what would their message be to the world. So, Bestie, I'm going to let you take this one because this is your thing.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> she she you knows go. I want to say it. She knows I said it. it. So, yeah, no it it's my thing. It's my thing because I really thought hard about like what our topic was, what our um end was gonna be this season. And I was like, oh, I love know, it. everybody has like a mantra that they say, or maybe you have like a, like the lyrics to a song or something. Like mm-hmm. something specific to you though that you tell yourself to like stay motivated. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like your life anthem, like my sister's mantra mm-hmm. hers is ooh. Mm-hmm. Child, baby, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know if she's watching, but but that's what she kind of tells herself with, you know, she's dealing with things or whatever. So um, what's your life anthem? It could be a mantra, it could be a song quote, or just hmm. even a phrase you say um that just keeps you motivated. And it's just like your life mantra.
3: Jeez, this is hard. Okay, so I would say a song. Um there's so many Beyonce songs, but I would say "Freedom." That song, ooh, yeah. my darkest days in New York. I'm gonna keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves. Love, yes. you know. So, yes. <laughs> you know, she, she oh, yes. It. Um, and a recent one that I took for my dad since I've been at home, and he's doing while well, he does the dishes. Dishes calm him, so he likes to do dishes. And if he's got a lot of stuff to do during the day, which he always piles the plate, he's always like, "Come on, Jesus." <laughs> Yourself. Come on, Jesus. You. Come on. Come on. Come on.
1: Yes. Oh my God. So when you go through something, you just like, come on, Jesus. Like, come on, Jesus. Come on. I say that. I kind of say, I'll be like, ooh, Lord, fix it. Like, <laughs> you slept
3: in, ooh, Lord,
1: fix it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, well, thank you so much for coming thank on. We well, really doing well. So, no, you didn't come on our podcast. Thank you so much for doing what a joint cool. episode with thank us. Thank you for
3: hosting. It
1: was, so, it was so amazing guys, like literally. Yes. <laughs> like, for hours.
2: Yeah. Uh, we 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 totally can and we will probably after the podcast. Producer Tish speaking. Producer Tish speaking. Oh. You can't keep the people waiting. <laughs> you can't keep the people people waiting. But guys, we want to get our sponsors again. Uh, Blue uh, uh, Blue Lizard Bar and Grill. If you're in Charleston area, you can visit. You can Blue Lizard ten get ten percent off. Just let them know that you're watching the series. And desserts. If Woo-hoo. you want some banging desserts, yes, yes. You so you can check
1: out. You can check out at Desserts D-E-E-Z-E-R-T S um, on Instagram. They are doing a Thanksgiving special. So if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area and you need some sweet desserts for your holiday party, hit them up and um, they too will work something out with you if you tell them you're
2: Blue Lizard Barn Girl is at Blue Lizard. Bar and Grill on Instagram. So check them out. They're also at Blue Lizard Bar and Grill on um, Facebook. And let's get your hashtags for Inside Out. Oh, yes, yes. You can You can follow Inside Out
3: Podcast. It is at Inside Out. At Inside Out, that's it, right? I'm on what is my podcast? I handle it. <laughs> it, is, it is Inside Out underscore podcast. Um, you can follow Love My Roomie. That is just at Love My Roomy across all social media. Um, and you can follow me at Ms. Right on Time. That's M-S and the last name W-R-A-T-H-T on time.
2: Ooh, yeah. yeah, And on the inside out Instagram, you'll see all the links. Okay. The which, is, which is why. Yeah. Which yes. is why you're going to keep getting those jobs because you're on time. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Functional, exactly.
1: not our cp time. Oh, She's punctual. No. That's That's excellent.
2: Right. Excellent. <laughs>
0: excellent.
2: All <Punctual. laughs> oh. right, oh. thank you so much. You can join us every Thursday, every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Uh Pacific Time. And we'll figure out central time at some point in our podcast. So y'all don't hate us, central don't people. We love you too. We just haven't figured it out because you know it's just yeah, we haven't figured it out. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you guys next thank Thursday. You. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Hey, 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 before you go, this has been another episode of Inside Out Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or follow on Spotify. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Y'all Productions, for more digital and visual content coming your way soon. Follow Inside Out Podcast on Instagram and follow me, Ms. Right on Time, on the gram and Twitter. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm your host, Yamoria Wright. See it, say it, spell it, and don't wear it out.